Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. going on everybody welcome back to the wealth accelerator podcast i know a little later in the week here but i hope that everybody had a great mother's day weekend we actually went up to lake tahoe for the day it's pretty fun we went and fished up at a little lake it's called prosser and we just ordered takeout lunch took the boat out trolled around for trout all day didn't catch anything but <laughs> it was pretty fun hanging out on the lake there's not very many lakes open up here right now but that was one of them so it's pretty uh, pretty packed around the banks and everything but not too many boats out there it was a great day and then yesterday we actually snuck out and went pig hunting for the day so there's this ranch up in red bluff california and it supposedly has great pig hunting great deer hunting you know all these animals out there and, and just really good hunting so my dad said hey let's go up and and shoot a pig for the day so i was like all right i'll, I'll head up there with you so we actually snuck out there on, it was Tuesday night. We got out there onto the ranch at about, I don't know, probably four or five in the afternoon. We took the Polaris's out there, drove around till dark, and uh, we didn't see hardly anything. I saw one pig the whole time, and he was like 200 yards away, running away from me. I had a shot at his butt. Wasn't going to take that. It wouldn't have been a, a good shot. Even if I hit him, it probably wouldn't have killed him, and it, it, it would have been would have been ugly. So I passed it up and figured we had the whole next day to hunt. So I get, you know, my dad's shaking my pillow at 5.30 in the morning. Hey, Hunter, we got to go get moving. <laughs> so we jump in the truck. We're driving out to the ranch. I'm dead tired, sleepy. We get in the Polaris, and I got the middle seat. We had my dad on one side. I'm crammed in the middle, and, and my dad's college roommate was on the left. He was driving us around. In this ranch, it's 48 thousand acres it was massive out there super beautiful country but it's rough too the roads are super rocky super bumpy i was getting thrown around like a rag doll in there <laughs> oh man in the middle seat there's no handlebar to hang on to so i was just getting tossed around all over the place but you know it was a new day i was excited i was ready to get my pig i've, I've never shot a wild pig before i've hardly ever really seen them so i was pretty hyped up and we're driving and we're driving and we're driving and we didn't see anything so i don't know it must have been one o'clock two o'clock in the afternoon and my dad's buddy he says hey let's get out of the out of the polaris and and go for a walk maybe they're just hunkered down in the trees where we can't really see them and we can spook one out walking so we went on our walk and we're hiking and we're hiking and we're hiking and we didn't see anything <laughs> although i did see 10 coyotes 10 in like our two-hour walk it was crazy we walked by a den of them there was eight coyotes that ran out of this one den they were all little little pups i mean it looked like a little puppy that you'd pick up at the store they were tiny and then just scattering all over the place they went everywhere it was crazy there's there must be so many coyotes out there 
So we then we just jumped back in the Polaris and, and kept driving around. Guys, we drove around that place for 14 hours. <laughs> yeah, 14 hours. I did, we didn't see a single pig the whole day. We saw a little bit of sign, barely a little bit of sign, and not a single pig. It was crazy. I could not believe it. And with this ranch, there's a ton of huge ridges and a ton of really good vantage points. So we'd get to the top of this ridge and we'd get out our binoculars and we'd be able to glass an entire hillside because it's pretty open. Like I said, there are some trees and things, but when you're up that high looking down over the ridge, you can see a ton of ground. And we glassed that whole place and looked through our binoculars for 14 hours and didn't see a single pig. It was just brutal. <laughs> so I was in that middle seat getting thrown around all day long. My back sore, my neck's a little sore. I was really tired this morning. <laughs> Not I don't even I don't even have any good stories for you guys. It was it was just kind of brutal, but oh well, fun day still. Oh, actually, I did see a bear. So that was pretty cool. We were driving around, you know, like we had been doing all day. <laughs> and we saw a big brown bear, which was, I'd only seen one other bear in the wild, I believe. It was kind of cool. He got up on a log and was standing up real tall. And he was a pretty massive bear. He must have weighed three or 400 pounds. So that's the coolest thing I got for you guys. <laughs> but anyways, you know, while I was walking and hunting with my dad's buddy, he was asking me, Hunter, what do you think about the market right now? Where do you see things going? How is the market doing well while there's so much negativity and negative news out there? And I've gotten that question from a lot of people. A lot of people ask me, how can the market rally when the jobless numbers are this bad? Unemployment is so high. You know, we're in such a, as many people think, such a negative spot right now. How can the market possibly rally? My dad and I were actually talking about this on the news. There was a lady arrested in Dallas for just opening her salon. She was she had to open. She had told the the judge, she said, I can't pay my mortgage right now. All of my stylists in the salon, they're unable to pay their mortgages. They can't feed their family. We had to go back to work. And they came in and arrested her for doing that, for trying to provide to her family. So how can the market rally when things like that are happening? You know, on one on one aspect, we have this lady who's sitting in jail for trying to just feed her family. And then people invested in the stock market are at home drinking champagne all happy because things are rebounding and they're making money. How's that even possible? Well, number one, you know, you got to separate the economy from the market. They're two totally separate entities. Even though they kind of mesh together, they're, they function very separately. With the economy, it's real facts. It's now. It's real time. It has real data. It's in the present. The market, it resembles what we believe will happen in the future. It's driven by feelings, emotion. It's, you know, it's obviously affected by economic numbers and economic outlook, but there's not always that 100% correlation. So with the market, you know, it's being forward-looking. It's able to re rebound, and it's able to do well while we see such bad economic numbers because... Basically, the market's already priced in these numbers being bad or even worse than they've been. If the market's priced in that corporate profits are going to decline by 20% and they only decline by 10%, well, that's a positive thing. But, you know, the person watching the news or reading the headlines, they read corporate profits cut by 10%. Oh, my gosh, that's a horrible thing. How, how could that rally the market? Well, it's better than we expected. It's better than the forward outlook that the market already had. You know, in reality, that was positive news, like I said, for the market. It expected it to be worse. So that's where a little bit of this disconnect can take place between the actual market and the economic data. Again, the markets, they move in anticipation of where it thinks the economy is headed, not where it is right now. 
But, you know, that brings the question, where are we headed now? What's life going to be like going forward? What, what is the new normal? So these are all things that, you know, I'm really thinking about hard and I've been researching hard during all this because in my mind, you know, we're not going to just return back to normal just because someone tells us that we can reopen back for business. I have a really hard time seeing that, you know, if California or whatever state that you live in, if they opened up 100% tomorrow, I don't think that people are going to be flocking to the movie theaters, running to the airport, running to go to the restaurants. I'm be- I, think they- I think they might be running to go to the bars, but that's a, li- <laughs> that's a little different. But, you know, it could seriously be a while till we're back to normal. Or what if we, do we ever even fully get back to the quote-unquote normal that we're used to? Now, this is not a doom and gloom episode, guys. I've told you what I think about the coronavirus from an investing standpoint. You know, it's given us so many opportunities to take advantage of. My, my portfolios, like I said, they're rebounding well. And I think that they're con- going to continue to do so. And the coronavirus needs to be taken so seriously and evaluated because we have to have an idea of where to invest going forward now. So I want to walk you through my thought process about this. Like I've told you before, I believe 100% true that we're going to recover from this. We always have recovered from everything that's ever been thrown at us as Americans. I trust in the American people. I trust in the American economy. We're going to power through this. So again, like I've said a thousand times on here, I don't believe it's a time to liquidate everything, put your cash in a suitcase, run to the woods and find shelter and get away from everyone. (laughs) Looking into the future, you know, and thinking about what sectors can do well and how to invest. Number one, I think the tech companies are going to continue to lead the rally and things like Zoom Video, Shopify, Etsy and other online platforms, they're going to become the new norm, I believe. I think that people are realizing they can work from home, be more efficient, They don't have to travel as much. They can use online meeting platforms, online shopping platforms, online food delivery platforms, you know, all the above. Even demographics of people I've talked to who, you know, they never before thought that they were going to get on a Zoom call or use Amazon or Etsy or DoorDash. They're adapting. They're learning how to use these things and they're seeing how efficient they really are. And, you know, I also don't think the coronavirus is just going to go away. It's obviously slowed down. There are less cases and things are headed in the right direction. But I don't believe we're even close to eradicating it and never hearing of it again. I believe it'll, you know, we could see another spike. There could be more cases in the future. And with that in thought, I think that companies that are producing sanitation products, masks, gloves, all the sorts, I think they're going to be in high demand for a long time. You know, sanitation and overall cleanliness, I think it's going to become a lot more of a concern to people than it was before, even for the long run. And again, I've talked about this before also, but big name companies with great balance sheets that just got beat up during the coronavirus, they're going to get through this. I've talked about Disney. I've talked about Home Depot. I mean, there are tons of companies that experienced major sell-offs and that were, in my mind, driven mostly by fear. And they're allowing for discounted buying opportunities for the long run. Now, going forward with everything that I've said, I still believe that the economy will do well. And if you have the runway to stay in the game, then you have the opportunity to do great going forward. But I do see a lot of short-term volatility ahead of us, and I don't think it's going to just be smooth sailing back up to the Dow at 30,000 and reaching new highs all of a sudden. You know, some companies are going to go bankrupt because of this. People are still losing jobs. They're having a hard time paying mortgages. Like I said, the coronavirus, their cases are going to come back. But with my clients, I'm making sure that their portfolios are set up to handle short-term volatility with their risk tolerance, I'm buying into positions that I see doing well, even with the quarantine and shutdowns in place. 
And I'm also keeping a little bit of cash on the sidelines to be ready to take advantage of the volatility and buying opportunities that I believe are still ahead of us. So I hope that this helps to give you a little bit of sense of number one, what I'm doing through all this and also, you know, why the market's able to do well with so much negativity out there. You know, right now the market's basically telling us that people believe in the future there's a less likely chance of a huge, huge recession and a more likely chance of us recovering from this sooner than later. So just make sure to keep all that in mind when you're continuing to read news and headlines and everything. Even though you may think it's a super negative thing, the market may have already priced that in and priced it in even worse. So when the market's rebounding and you're reading something that you think is super negative, now you know why. All right, guys, I'm sorry I didn't have a better pig hunting story for you. That was pretty pretty lame. I'm a, I'm a little bit bummed about that. I was hoping to come back and tell you I shot a 400 pound hog and carried it 10 miles up a hill with no water and a hundred degree heat. <laughs> but I actually got nothing cool for you. So that was uh, not, not what I was hoping for. <laughs> but anyways, when you want to talk about your situation and you want to make sure that you're set up for success, Go visit my website, guys. Go to hunterlowry.com. There's a tab up there. Schedule a call with me. And there's a link right to my personal calendar. We can go over whatever you want. And also, please go to, onto iTunes and subscribe and rate and review the show if you haven't already. I wish I could see your names on iTunes. It doesn't show me. It just shows me your usernames. But big, big, big shout out to Enanosa and Sedan Life. I'm super thankful for you guys for rating and reviewing the show. Really, really appreciate it. Go add me, you guys, you two on, uh, or anybody, but on Facebook and Instagram, I'd love to say hi and meet you guys. And thank you for reviewing the show. Really, really appreciate it. All right, everybody. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.